The Curve with Michelle Martin and Bernard Lim replay from Money FM 89.3. It is time to welcome Dr. Vincent Chandrawinata for another edition of Hashtag Ask Dr. Vincent. You can check us out on Instagram and you can also call us, WhatsApp us. You can call through at 669 if you'd like us to put you on air with us. Or you can WhatsApp your questions at 9717-8893. Dr. Vincent Chandrawinata is a scientist at the University of Newcastle in Australia. He's also an entrepreneur and founder of a series of antioxidants. Renovasho. Now, today we are talking about food addiction. Oh boy, Chinese New Year around the corner. Most of us know which cookies we're addicted to or, you know, how much sweet meats we can take. But anything that gives you pleasure and provides reward to your brain has the potential of becoming addictive. We all know that some foods are more addictive than other foods. There's the hyper palatable, sugary, fatty, and salty foods that are at the top of most people's lists. Something, of course, we want to keep in mind as we approach Chinese New Year. Adults here in Singapore have become fitter, but children here are getting fatter. That's according to the latest figures from the Health Ministry, which showed that last year, some 36% of Singaporeans aged between 18 and 69, so most adults, are overweight. That's a drop from 2010, when a national survey found 40.1% of adults here overweight. But still surprising, yeah? 36.2% of Singaporeans overweight between the ages of 18 to 69. In contrast, 13% of children in mainstream schools were overweight in 2017. That's a slight rise from 11% in 2011. So more young people may be increasingly having a problem with controlling their food addictions. Dr. Vince, welcome. How do you determine if you have a food addiction in the first place? Hi, Michelle. How are you today? How are you, everyone? Everyone's good. Yes, so speaking of highly palatable food, I think for me that's bakwa, especially coming up to Chinese oh, New Year, yeah. because it's a perfect combination of salt and fat and sugar. But we tend to use the term food addiction very, very loosely. And this is something that I actually have not a problem, but I have a reservation when we talk about food addiction, because when we talk about tobacco addiction, for example, or drug addiction or alcohol addiction, one of the ways to cure the addiction or to recover from the addiction is to exclude completely from that substance. But obviously, as a human being, we cannot exclude food altogether because we need food to be alive. And that's the reason why I think today's topic is something that is very prevalent and also something that people have to have a really good understanding about, about it because Food addiction is not something that people just say when they can't control their craving or when they want to eat some, like when they desperately want to eat something, specific things. Because while some people may have tendency to snack or to overeat, yeah. not every overeat or every craving is considered food addiction. So what is considered food addiction is when the addiction itself or the behavior itself brings negative impacts to the life. So obesity is a long-term negative impact, but there are, there are several other things that can have quite an immediate impact. So for example, some people when they eat french fries, they do not stop when they feel full, they keep eating it until it actually makes them feel sick. Or when you take a bite of a chocolate bar, you don't stop until you finish the chocolate bar and then you go for another one and you finish the second bar as well. 
And that is an early sign of food addiction because you can't seem to control the appetite. You can't seem to control your behavior around food. And that is what I consider as food addiction. Right. So it's an addiction when you eat much more than you intended to, when the craving sort of takes over your self-control in, in, a, in an extreme way, right? That is correct. And even after you fulfill the craving, you sometimes or oftentimes you eat to the point of feeling excessively stuffed. And then you feel guilty about eating that particular food. But give it another two or three days you yeah. find yourself eating them again. You know, last time we talked, I, I had some feedback from listeners saying they actually really, really enjoyed the way you always bring in not only the biological, but the psychological aspects of eating where we approach any topic. So I want to ask you this question. What causes food addiction, Dr. Vince? Uh, what's the science behind it? It's not just lack of willpower, is it? It is not. And I think we need to stop perpetuating or enforcing this stereotypical cause of obesity or food addiction because Without us knowing it, we basically sentence and judge people that, oh, wow, you, you are weaker than the rest of us because you cannot say no to food. And although sometimes we feel that it's innocuous, it is actually quite hurting to the people and it, it is detrimental to their recovery, a pathway to recovery. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, there are two types of explanation as to why food can be an addiction. First, as you mentioned at the opening of our show, some substance, some food substances have tendency or higher tendency to cause addiction. For example, sugar, salt, and fat, basically highly palatable food, something that really entices your taste buds. Because if we think about tobacco, for example, or drugs or alcohol, it really brings your brain to a high where your body actually enjoys itself. It floods, it floods your brain with the hormones that makes the brain happy. And that is the same thing with sugar, fat, and salt. Right. But excessive and excessive amount of this substance too frequently may be a trigger to food addiction. And the second reason as to why food food addiction can happen is the term of comfort food. While all of us have our go-to comfort food, sometimes psychologically we rely too much on food as a coping mechanism so for example a lot of times when uh we watch chick flick or romantic comedy whenever somebody breaks up with somebody they will go to either cookie dough or a chocolate ice cream or basically something that's sugary because it gives an immediate release of happy hormone that helps us helps us cope with the stressful situation however when we are under stress every day and we use food as a coping mechanism, that can, that can create a dependent relationship with food. And as we know, when something becomes excessive, and that's when our brain starts to associate food with something that it desperately needs to cope with everyday stress. And that's when food becomes 
an addiction. Today we're talking about food addiction with Dr. Vincent Chandrawinata, timely topic ahead of uh, Chinese New Year. Of course, just because you have a craving does not mean that you have a food addiction, but it might be useful to keep in mind the early signs and symptoms that perhaps the addiction is controlling you, not the other way around. So, Dr. Vince, Olivia Quay, who produces this segment, tells me that there is a difference between eating addiction and food addiction. I wonder if you can clarify that. Yes, so food addiction is an addiction towards certain food. Uh, so we were talking about something that is high in salt or sugar. So a lot of times, the food substances that are the subject of food addiction would be french fries, burger, something that is high in calorie and sugar content. And that is what we classify as food addiction. As to what eating addiction, although it's closely related and can be, can, can be happening at the same time, it's a totally different type of addiction. Because eating addiction, is, it has a lot more to do with behavioral uh, type of addiction. So I think a lot of us, as a matter of fact, statistics say that, says that 83% of us has a, an early sign or a mild version of eating addiction. So for example, one that I am actually suffering from, or a lot of us probably can relate to this, whenever I go to the kitchen, uh-huh. whether or not I want to eat or whether or not uh, I, I, I need I need to see inside the refrigerator, I will automatically, without thinking, open the door and check the inside of my fridge. You browse and your fridge I before close, you eat? Okay. Yes. And I close it and mm-hmm. I will do something else and without thinking, I will open it again thinking that some food magically will appear. <laughs> and that is, that is a mild form of eating addiction. And eating addiction can, can manifest in a lot of different stuff. So, for example... Uh, some people, they feel the need of, for example, peeling the, uh, the wrapper or the chocolate bar, or they, they feel the need of, say, for example, sipping the, the drinks through straw without actually drinking. And this is something that, although it's very different from food addiction, it actually can make food addiction becomes worse. And what is more damaging is that Sometimes eating addiction can be the result of letting go other addiction. So, for example, my grandpa used to be a heavy smoker and we all convinced him to stop smoking. Uh-huh. What we didn't expect, he basically misplaced the addiction and replaced the addiction with food. So, whenever he had the urge to smoke, he will turn to food. Right. And that is an eating addiction because it was not about the food. It was basically entertaining the mouth because the mouth and the lips are so used to doing something, which is smoking, which is now has been taken away from him. And that is eating addiction. Right. Most people displace their vices, right? That's the problem with trying to kick an addiction. Okay, if we if we moved on a little bit, Dr. Vince, and I want to take you to a topic I'm sure you're passionate about, obesity. Can you clarify a little bit? I mean, it's it, it, people and cu- countries trying to combat obesity. Uh, at, its, at its heart, does mental health have a role to play with, with conquering obesity? I think so, because to a point... Our first effort as Dr. Vincent was about how stress can actually affect your waistline. And living nowadays uh, adds a lot of stress into our life. For example, when, when we were young and we were studying, we probably studying six to eight hours a day. And now 
on top of the school, you have a violin lesson, piano lesson, English lesson, French lesson, and German lessons. And I think life today adds a lot of stress onto, on, onto our body and brain. And some of us turn to food to relieve ourselves from that stress. But also, the mental health situation is something that is very, very complex because it can be from the good side. So, for example, whenever we celebrate something, happy birthday, happy birthday, Money FM, Thank you. we have cake. <laughs> or whenever we have a, a feast, we drink alcohol. And while it is good to celebrate something, without realizing it, we have a reduced amount of physical activity, but an increased amount of food intake. So mental health definitely is, is, is a factor in terms of obesity, but it is also about education. This is why, as, as, as you presented the numbers just now, although it is higher than a decade ago, we start to see, especially in the first world country, the rate of obesity is coming down. Not as fast and not as significantly as we would like, mm-hmm. but it is coming down because parents now are more educated, yep. young people now are more educated, and as much as food is a mental health issue, it is also a behavioral issue because when you educate the parents, it will then translate into the daily ha- habit that the parents enforce or instill in their kids, and that will in turn help the society as a whole become healthier. Just to clarify, just because you're obese does not mean you have a food or an eating addiction, correct? That is correct. And vice versa, just because someone is in the normal weight uh, range, it doesn't mean that they don't have or they don't struggle with food addiction. Wow. Because in and week out, we always have one of the most popular questions that we always get, Michelle, is that, can you eat and then punish yourself at the gym? Yes, we and hear it all the time. Is, we hear all the time. And that is an early sign of not only food addiction, but also eating addiction because they, they feel guilty about the amount of food that they are going to eat, uh-huh. yet they still eat it. But they, they punish themselves by going to the gym for four hours or six hours. And this is a vicious cycle because if they can't do the exercise, they will feel guilty and that can cause eating disorders such as bulimia or even anorexia. Right, right. So I suppose you want to check out those red flags of uh, excessive guilt when it comes to food because it, it highlights your relationship with food. Okay, Dr. Vince, let's try to wrap this up a little. How do you think we, how can one overcome food or eating addiction? What advice do you have for our listeners? So I know some people who are suffering from a food addiction and there are a lot of steps out there. But first of all, I have to say and prelude this with, 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 with saying that you are not alone. As with other addiction, you cannot trivialize this condition and you can actually seek professional help. And second of all, just because you fail once, say for example, you give in and you eat that burger, it doesn't mean that you fail the entire thing because sometimes... Once we take the first bite of the burger, you think, oh, wow, I fell anyway. And then you order the second one with extra fries. So make sure that you know that every step, every little step counts. And third, and most importantly, you need to exclude the types of food that will trigger your addiction. So, for example, if you know that once you open a bag of chips, you will finish your whole stuff, 
do not buy it, do not have it at home. And uh, every little thing that you can change every day, for example, one of my friends who suffer from a food addiction find, finds that it's really, really helpful to not eat with condiments. So mayonnaise, barbecue sauce, chili sauce, or tomato sauce, because she found that it excavates her appetite and he, she tends to offer it with, when she was eating with condiments. So make sure that you understand your behavior and you do things to prevent yourself from being controlled with that overwhelming craving or overwhelming uh, control that you get from food. Great sound advice as always. He's the man talking about a healthy relationship with food in every show that we do. And ask Dr. Vincent. Dr. Vincent, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. And I would like to say happy Chinese New Year to everyone. It's been a really, really great month. Yeah. Happy Chinese New Year in advance to you as well. Dr. Vincent Chandra Winata there. This has been another edition of Hashtag Ask Dr. Vincent. You can check us out on Instagram. Listen to our past episodes on Money FM's podcast page as well. MoneyFM893.sg. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.